All right, so we just watched the bit where various people um, announce Charles. Um, it's a bit like a, at a gig. Uh, you ever been to a gig where someone announces the band before they come on? Yes. Yeah, and then like a roadie comes on and everyone in the crowd sort of screams and they go, hang on, that's not actually the band, is it? And you sort of get about three announcements and, you know, when is the show actually going to start? But yeah, he seemed to need various people to tell everyone who he was, which doesn't bode well. <laughs> Surely we should know who he is by now. But he's the undoubted king. He is the undoubted king. And maybe some people have just turned up on spec to stay out of the rain and are wondering what the occasion is. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to be announced that many times, though, isn't it? I mean, if he's not the legitimate heir, that would be the surprise of a... I don't think it's like a marriage. I don't think... If anyone here objects today, I don't think you get to... Is it not? Then why do they say he's the undoubted king? Surely that language comes from... Well, it's an assertion, not a question. Yes, and uh, the other thing to, to remember about these ceremonies, because the ceremony is very old, is that they started when you wouldn't know what the king looked like. So ah. you're saying, look, this is the king. You see the one with the big hat? He's the king. Um, and we've got various people to corroborate that, multiple sources absolutely. to confirm. Which is why, you know, when you had the, the sort of uh, the pretenders who popped up under Henry VII, it was plausible that maybe they were. The Duke of York from way back because who could know? <laughs> Nobody knew what they looked like. And if you got family. anointed, that's it. Well, I mean, actually, you're you are king as soon as the previous yeah. king dies. I mean, this the coronation has no sort of legal effect. It it doesn't sort of add anything to the powers of the monarch. It is purely a, a religious uh, service and adds a religious dimension to it. But in, in constitutional terms, I mean, there is you could not have a coronation as, as Edward VIII didn't because he wasn't around long enough before his abdication to to organize one but uh, it didn't affect his his fact of being king yeah um but this is very much a a, you know a a spiritual and religious uh, edward the eighth incidentally would have fucking loved this oh god yes yeah yeah why did he not take the coronation and then abdicate it, it, well, they they he talked about it. I mean, he was under pressure to actually do that, and he. Uh, I'm going to be really bold here and say his girlfriend told him not to, because that is apparently the reason. Okay, <laughs> based on the research that I've done. Yeah, he would have dug this party, right? Yeah. No. All right, a little bit more. Um, so Charles has just been delivered, who gave him the Bible? Some Scottish guy? The moderator of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland, who is effectively the the kind of head of the Church of Scotland, but only in a very democratic sense. I mean, I guess the whole King James thing, like they have ownership over Bibles, right? Uh, well, yeah, although the, I mean, the King James Bible was principally for the, uh, the Church of England, but um, the, the Church of Scotland's very sort of non-hierarchical. Each individual parish elects elders and there is a a sort of parliament of the Church of Scotland called the General Assembly, which meets every year in Edinburgh, and it elects a moderator who presides over the church, in a sense, for a year. Oh, so they don't have to, like, police the chat forums? That's that's not... No, no, although these these days, I mean, I don't know, but um, 
the Church of Scotland is an odd institution, but uh, but they're also very proud of the fact that although they are, in a sense, the established church in Scotland, they're not a state church, they're not governed by the crown, but they are the sort of quote-unquote official church. Okay. The Bible had the, the year on it. It did. It's a special Bible um, made for the occasion with the Royal Cipher. One of the interesting things, interesting to me anyway, is that <laughs> the Bible which the moderator presents to the king uh, has to include not only the usual bits of the Bible, but also the Apocrypha, the, the bits which were rejected at various times by the, the church. So it's got the sort of whole shebang in it. Um, Does that mean he's he's signing up? To, he's, he's kissing the Apocrypha? I, I suppose he is, in, in a sense. I'm not quite sure why it is that the, uh, the, the Apocrypha are in there, but it, it, it needs to be um, the sort of full set of... Just in case. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's really interesting. Now, I hmm, obviously he's breaking it, right? Because this is... I don't know. I, I The thing about Charles is that he is quite a confidently arrogant man. And it's been a long time coming. He always seems impatient, a bit like his father. A little bit like, yes, yes, I know. Yes, I'll do these things. Yes, get on with it. That seems to be his sort of general disposition. Just get on with it. I think he fe- felt he came over quite confident. I, d- I don't think he needed cue cards. Well, that's what, it, first of all, his posture always throws me off because he doesn't have, he doesn't hold himself in a confident way. Mm. So I think maybe that's me misreading or whatever. Obviously, he's, his face is more wizened now than than I remember growing up yeah. but he's not he hasn't often been in the spotlight much compared to the other royals in the past 20 years I this, mean this is him under the sort of scrutiny that you know he's never had before and you know he's suddenly the 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 star attraction I mean he's been the heir to the throne for longer than anyone in history. I mean, he was wow. He was heir. Well, he was heir when he was uh, he was heir presumptive when he was born in nineteen forty eight, and then of course he's been he was the the first in line since nineteen fifty two. So you know seventy seventy years as as heir to the throne, um, and finally you get the job. Um, Imagine getting your first job in your seventies. It's, I mean, he's been self-employed for quite a long time. Well, it's been, it's been a sort of apprenticeship, but uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if he gets any qualifications, unless this counts as a qualification. And he, he's been making sausages for, the, for many years, some of which have now ended up on his hands. Unfortunately, we've, we've had, um, you know, obviously he had to put his, his hand on the Bible when he was taking his oaths. Um. And they did a close-up on his fingers, which I think it's it's pretty fair to say are are sausage-like. They are in appearance, somewhat, somewhat <laughs> akin to a set of sausages. It must be said. All right, so but holy sausages. So oaths are taken, and we will come back with you after the next segment. All right, so uh, God, those choir boys went on a bit, didn't they? Bloody hell. 
They're, I told you they're doing all of the verses of oh. every single one of these songs. And he did not. It's uh, like having 50 Alfies in a room sort of <laughs> chittering in tune. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were planning this podcast. The hymns chosen for today are not, there's not a banger among them. No, 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 no good hymns. Speaking of a hymn that was no good. Um, Sorry, the world. This is what we have as a prime minister. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, Sorry, guys. I might suggest that for someone who has a lisp, that the epistle to the Colossians... Was a giant prank played puts on it. Yeah, is a little bit of a challenge. And look, look we're not going to mock him for... I, for having a lisp. I forgot no, what the actual condition is called. But, but take away the speech impediment or peculiarity or whatever, you know, I, I don't, why why call it an impediment? It doesn't impede. We all know what he's saying. So what's the issue? I, I, you know, and so no shade on that. But it's the rest of his bloody voice. You know, it's the, it's the complete lack of... Um, Gravitas. Yeah. And... He just always sounds like he's opening a municipal swimming pool. Elliot can't say anything. Well, he's our, he's, our, <laughs> he's our first millennial prime minister, so he's, you know, from a, a younger generation. Perhaps they lack gravitas. Yeah, uncomfortable, like, you know, speaking or he something. He can't be a millennial. He's 41. Oh, my word. Okay. He's a, he's a... a a generation in those terms below me, which is a depressing thought. Um, but uh, yes, he was born in the 1980s. All right. Uh, well, I guess that counts. Yeah, he and I probably would have gone to high school together. I mean, we wouldn't have because he went to a private school. <laughs> yeah, no way. Would which you. was all boys. Yeah. Which was all boys, yeah. yeah. Although that wouldn't have stopped me. I would have found a way. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a few all boys schools, didn't you, when you were that age? I did. Well, not, not you, only, Ali and Michelle. I think, well, only the one I was at. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. So, how do the words go in that song again? <laughs> it was something about Hallelujah. Oh, ah, right. Uh, um, it, so it didn't really develop from there, I thought. No. We've just had a reading from the gospel. Uh, I believe, according to St. Luke. And Robin was asking, um, by by way of explanation, I only know this because I grew up Catholic, but he was asking why they take the book and show it around. Is it a bit like when the, the sommelier like, shows you the bottle of wine to prove that they haven't just poured you something out of a flagon in the back? Yes, but I don't think you can sort of taste the gospel or, I don't know, there's probably some <laughs> deeply symbolic meaning in there. But I think that's Pepsi's new slogan, isn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, taste the gospel. But presumably the king did basically say, mm, yeah, it's very good. Or did he say, confirm it? Well, yeah, that, that is the gospel according to St. Luke. Because <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do with the wine, isn't it? You're supposed to go, oh yeah, that, that is the one, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's miles away from it. So um, we have the gospel followed by some gospel. Yes, um, this is a, now we don't have the commentary on, thank goodness for that, because uh, I don't think they'd be able to help us much anyway, but 
um, there is a very well-dressed gospel group singing a cappella. Unfortunately, the first soloist uh, was a bit out of her range there and maybe not breathing enough. So it yeah, wasn't she the was most... on nodding terms with the tune. Sure. Yeah. So it wasn't perhaps the most um, tuneful song, but look, they were into it. They were moving. They certainly were. Um, it's nice to see some people of color involved in the vital parts of this ceremony so i'll take it also they're again love their outfits yeah they look they look pretty fly i mean this, this was one of charles's requests wasn't it i believe so yes it's part of the, the 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 opening out of the the ceremony to not only other faiths but other denominations of christianity and other parts of the the community from those who would have been involved in the last coronation in 1953 and um to make yeah, it's it more good. to make it more representative of of the country. A better than the bloody choir boys, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you little brats. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk over it just just because most people watching this when they hear Zadot the priest, they'll be thinking this is a Champions League match. But also the fact they're bringing the screens out. You know how like before Champions League matches, you have a bunch of kids holding like a the sort of the UEFA football thing and they wave it. Right, and I just kept thinking they were going to wave the screens in in that way they do for the, like the photo calls before Champions League matches. Um, the bird contains the oil. Yes, the uh, the the chrism is kept in the. Uh, it's a, it's shaped like an eagle, uh, and its head. I think it. You're not going to believe this, but I think the oil comes out of the beak. Out of the beaky. And you pour it into the anointing spoon. And that's nice, isn't it? Good that it doesn't come out of its butt. Nice view of the hot aquarium again. Charles has got his shirt untucked. It's a banger though, isn't it? Yeah, this is the only unmissable one, I think, from today's program. Peachick. Have we told the Peachick story on the pod? No, we will. We will. We're going to do a whole spin-off podcast about the mythology of PGX. Stay tuned. I don't think you all want to listen to all of Zadok the Priest, but we just wanted to pop in on this bit because it's a bit we all like, isn't it? Yeah. All right, more hot gossip on the oil. Uh, the oil the the chrism the anointing oil with which his majesty has just been anointed uh it has been specially made for the occasion uh it is essentially olive oil from uh the mount of olives in jerusalem uh with various other i was going to say herbs and spices but uh, you know elements added to it um i think there's some citrus in there oh. but interestingly and i wrote about this recently um it is also vegan because previous oils used for anointing though not i think in 1953 but previously had both uh, civet oil which is from the bottoms of uh, small rodents and ambergris which is from the uh, whale vomit from whale the insides vomit. of sperm whales in them but his majesty wanted 
animal-friendly oil, so we have vegan chrism. It's not every day you can say that. <laughs> we had some lovely vegan chrism in the other week. Yeah, I expect to see that on the menu at Leona uh, <laughs> imminently. Yeah. Um, I like to note that he looked a bit like a sad cater waiter when he was kneeling down just <laughs> just in the shirt. Um, but I now, thought he looked rather uh, like there, there is a nobility in humbleness, which I thought um, he I thought he pulled off the untucked shirt. I've maybe, just come out of a steamy tryst with God look. I, uh, maybe this is how he, he disports himself at home. I don't know. You know, untucks his shirt, shrugs off the, yeah. the cares of the day. And uh, I don't think he undresses but himself. Oh, you think the queen just rips the clothes off him? No, I think he's got, you know, think he's got people, you undre- think? Yeah, they don't dress themselves. Surely not. Uh, he will almost certainly have somebody to put his clothes out for him. Yes, he'll have a valet. Um, yeah. Did you know, so he had that oil specially made for him. This is one just from Michelle. Did you know that Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead has just released his own olive oil? No, but I'd buy it. You can buy Johnny Greenwood olive oil the tin has been designed by stanley donwood the radiohead artist oh, amazing he's got his own olive grove and he's making olive oil i'd get it just for the artwork yeah or maybe i'll buy you some eh? there you go so that should have been used really if if charles was really au fait with current vogues he'd, he'd have gone for the radiohead olive radiohead oil, olive oil. Well, well. speaking of uh everything being in its right place oh. uh we got <laughs> thank you we got a little glimpse of of Louis uh, of Prince Louis uh, being a little springling, jumping <laughs> right out of his seat. Yeah, uh, talking to mom, talking to dad. I hope that there's some photographer there who captured every captured moment. every moment of that because i would have loved i mean there are it. no photographers but sure but maybe someone's <laughs> screen cap um we will say like twitter has been saying that penny mordant um who masterfully held that sword aloft my god the grip on that woman um has has won the day my award thus far goes to the shady teenage girl in the front row who seems to be there with her mum who is rolling her eyes. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's astonishing. She's rolling her eyes more than Glenn out of The Walking Dead. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, all the way into the back of her skull. And I don't blame her because to separate a teenage girl from her phone for this period of time. All my friends are going to the mall. I can't believe I've got to be here yeah well and the after party won't be worth it either because all the boys are her cousins <laughs> as long as they're not first cousins i think that's all right okay so we have now seen charles change from his cater waiter outfit into uh a gold robe i suppose um, I'm not wild about it. <laughs> I thought it fit in quite well. I thought it showed off his trim but muscular physique. Um, I felt that Lord Coe may do some 
training with him in it. The way he used to for William Hague, was it? It was indeed, yes. Yep. Um, yes, he uh, he trained William Hague in, in judo. No, it's, Hang on, it... William Hague wasn't there? No, he was never Prime Minister. Was uh, he just acting for no, a time? No, he was leader of the opposition, but never... Oh, uh, of course. He was, in those days, it was actually an astonishing thing that a Conservative leader didn't become Prime Minister. It's become kind of... You're um, right, yeah. But, in my head, he was for yeah, a time, Okay. But uh, yes, the, the king has donned his super tunica, his super tunic, um, uh, which is inspired by the the Byzantine costume, apparently. So, oh, interesting. Which, which I can see. Um, um, and you were saying earlier that traditionally the um, not undergarments, but the outer garments are breeches and tights, but he's chosen to wear trousers. Yes, he's chosen to wear trousers, which is a bit more modern. Um, yeah, uh, because the Byzantine gold robe. Yeah, is, very, yeah. very cutting edge. I uh, think he maybe didn't want to look like an eight-year-old boy <laughs> when I, he was I don't kneeling. I don't think it was any danger of him looking like an eight-year-old boy. Having worn breeches and tights, I did not look like an eight-year-old boy. Uh, no, but that so. was a whole, that's a different setting. If you're just in, I'm saying if you're just in like a white button-down shirt mm. and breeches and tights, it's Right, a bit... you're not going to whip your trousers off to change into the breeches, are you? No, you need to start off wearing them, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's quite an elaborate business to get into them so so um, but he did that masterfully he sat in his his super robe yep sat in his super robe on uh the chair that has been used in every coronation every coronation since edward the first in since... the 1290s yeah lots of graffiti on that chair yep which we have covered, so we won't go into oh, more right. oh, okay. yeah, no, we've... I forgot we talked about yeah, yeah, that already. <laughs> um, well, sorry, I don't, you know, we've been talking about so much for so long, it all kind of well, indeed. runs together. Quite right. Um, but so... The pug is going crazy now by Elliot's mic. She's fweening out, as I like She's fweening out. Yep. Um, Elliot is her favorite uncle, Yeah, he... it has to be said. So... Uh, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, so he he's passed a selection of objects that he has to sort of put his hand. Is, is he blessing it? Is are the objects blessing him? What's happening uh, there? The objects are are presented first for for a sort of blessing at the altar, and then they're passed to him uh, as sort of symbols of his his kingship and yeah, various like, aspects of it. This is yours now, and this is yours now. Yeah, and I mean, this it's, it's basically like stuff Christmas is yours. if you're the only one getting presents. Um, yeah. Right. They sort of queue up to to give them to you. They're this like, weird ring on a weird penis holder, this is yours now. It's yeah. your except ring. it'll never fit your sausage fingers, no. so we're not we're not gonna try. Well it, at Victoria's uh, coronation, the Archbishop of Canterbury attempted to put it on the wrong finger. Oh. Because it was all a bit um Oh. The the early the sort of early to mid nineteenth century coronations were all a bit Piggledy piggledy because they hadn't really got back into the swing of, of doing things the way they had in the Middle Ages. Um, so various things were dropped at William the Fourth's coronation, I think, in eighteen thirty, and then in eighteen thirty-seven um, at Victoria's coronation, the, the Archbishop was jamming the the, the ring on the wrong finger. <laughs> wow! Uh, I mean, I don't think that invalidated it or anything. It's not one of those, you know, ha ha jeopardy. Um, but yeah, it was all a bit of a, a mess. Um, 
we've got the hang of it now. Although we've had this sort of 70-year hiatus, so there's been a lot of relearning, I would imagine, in, uh, in the halls of power. Yeah, it's good, though. There should be presents at a party. Yeah, lots and of lots of shiny, sparkly things, and then he got uh, a different sword, didn't he? Not the one he got that a different Penny was sword, holding for the but, sword of state, but this time the the fancy jeweled sword. Yeah, so that's nice. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of of sword going on. Um, there are four swords carried at the uh, uh, at the, in the procession for the coronation, and then he is presented with with uh, one of them, uh, the sword of mercy, I believe. Um, so yes, it's uh, and was instructed not to use it to go chopping people's heads off, but to defend the faith with it. Indeed, indeed, it's yeah. very, it's very important to use your sword wisely when you're a king. <laughs> they so rarely do. <laughs> well, when it's Will's turn, it's almost certainly that. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see where you were going with that. But... Yeah, well, you know, he's known for being a shagger i can't see why that should change just because he becomes king um anyway wills put a sash around the old man uh what was the sash for uh the, i think it was a a stole it's i mean a lot Can of they the, buy one a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> no it's like the rest of the empire we just yeah. picked it um <laughs> I think a lot of the, the the coronation clothes are sort of semi-priestly in origin. So, you know, as in the same way priests wear stoles and albs and copes, um, the, the king ends up wearing similar things. Because, you know, historically priests and kings sort of blur into one in a sense. I mean, this is the king being anointed, whereas, you know, priests are, are also anointed. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, the, the, he was presented with first his super tunic and then with the, with the stole by the Prince of Wales. Uh, and then he'll have a, a big robe to put on to, to go back out in the cold. Um, does the... And forgive me if this has already happened and I just completely missed it, but um, does the Prince of Wales have a coronation as well? Because Charles did, didn't he? There, there will be a, a ceremony, presumably, for, for the Prince of Wales, yes. Charles had one at <coughs> Carnarvon Castle in 1969. But that was when he came of age. Obviously, William was already of age when he was made Prince of Wales last year. Uh, so it can be at any point, I suppose. But yes, there'll be an investiture of, of some description, which will be held in Wales, presumably to emphasise the, the sort of Welsh character of the title. How, how did they feel about him in Wales? There was always a lot of fuss about how the Welsh felt about Charles, but you don't hear much about how they feel about William, do you? Well, he did spend some of his, his service with the um, the search and rescue at uh, RF Valley in Anglesey. So he has lived in Wales for a bit. Um, I don't know if he speaks the language. Charles did learn it before he became Prince of Wales. Um, but, I mean, it, it's it's a relatively new thing for William, so he's still settling into it, whether he'll sort of go the whole whatever Welsh for hog is. Um, it's probably hog, but just spelled differently. <laughs> With two L's. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? That's <laughs> hog. Um, yeah. But whether he'll sort of lean into the, the Welshness, I don't know. But uh, Best episode of The Crown, wasn't it? Oh, so that good. One. Charles learning Welsh. Love that episode. Now, 
did Charles request that only a couple of people do the whole homage malarkey? It was decided, as far as I know, that the Archbishop of Canterbury would would um, pay homage, and then you well, usually again at the last coronation, I think it was the royal dukes and then all the other dukes who also paid homage after the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, I think there were sensitivities about perhaps Prince Andrew being included in that whole setup, right? But also, I mean, you know, if you've got twenty people doing it, it's going to take you know half an hour or more, so. If you want to slim down the ceremony and perhaps not have the awkwardness of of his brother being featured in the limelight, and of course, what to do with the Duke of Sussex as well? Does he get to to pay homage, or is he involved in any way? I think those two issues were perhaps sidestepped by just having Prince William do it in effect on behalf of the peerage as a whole, right? Because in House of the Dragon, they all did it. Apart, <laughs> ap- apart from that one who was like, oh, I'm not so sure. And then they cut his head off. Yeah, a different fictional situation, ah. but point taken. Right. Um, a little disappointed now that you mention it, that no one's head's been cut off uh, at this coronation yet. Have uh, heads ever been cut off at coronations? And you can go right back. I can't think of any. No, I mean, I think it's, you know, you, you kind of do that sort of stuff before or after rather than during, I think. But um, Which one was the unready? I thought. Uh, well, yeah, unready, though, is is a, a mistranslation um, of the Anglo-Saxon unread, which means ill-counseled. So he had bad advice rather than just not being ready. Oh, I like, always thought it's that he wasn't read. No, I, I don't think it's that, you know, no. he was he was forever being said, you know, can we leave? No, you know, I've just got to, <laughs> haven't quite got the crown on yet. Um, so, but it was Ethelred the Unready. But And it was Alfred that burnt the cakes. Supposedly, yes. Yes, while he was... Again, why be known just for one culinary cock-up? Yeah, I know. Well, maybe the problem was he just never cooked again and so everybody was reminded of that time that he, he screwed up with the cakes. I but, mean, it's not like he was on... Bake off or something. No, I mean it wasn't his forte. It wasn't he was never claiming to be a great chef. He was <laughs> claiming to be King of Wessex. Um and indeed was King of Wessex. Yeah. Uh, but you know, did, he never said, I'm Alfred King of Wessex, and by the way, I make a fantastic bakewell tart. No. You know, it just didn't happen. But I think it was a very wise decision not to include all the family members. I th- I think it's probably sensible given that there are issues around at least two of them for different reasons but why did say. andrew why did andrew even show up i what else is he gonna do obviously i i don't know him personally but i'm given to understand that he feels that he still has a place in the royal family as duke of york and second son of her late majesty and he was always very keen to emphasize that his princes his daughters were know princesses of the blood and were you know had a special status yeah but they could be there to represent him they got to bring plus ones i'm not sure self-awareness is his strongest (laughs) suit (laughs) (laughs) having watched uh re-watched some highlights of his interview with emily maitlis last night boy um you know when he when she puts it to him that he he hosted a, a birthday party for Ghislaine maxwell at Sand at Sandringham, and he says, "No, no, no, just a standard shooting weekend." 
Uh, so not a birthday party then, just a standard shooting <laughs> standard weekend. Standard right. shooting weekend. Run of the mill. Uh, also, there are plenty of children who don't get the silver spoon kept in their mouth because their parents fucked up. Sorry, that's part of the price that you have to pay. You've let your kids down. Your fault, no one else's. But at least you do get to go to a Pizza Express in Woking. Well, that is the worst part of it all. It truly is. Um, yeah, no, interesting that, that they didn't do all that. Um, there's been a bit. But they've of- got every clergy member in existence practically doing their bit, although you can tell the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin. she loves this, loves the attention. The ABFC. Lo- the ABFC going on and on. I think his voice is so annoying that it could be used in psychological warfare. I truly cannot stand the sound of his voice. So needless to say, we've we've fast forwarded through his speeches. <laughs> I'm sure he's a very lovely person. Nah, I'm sure he isn't. Um, one thing we haven't covered is the single Michael Jackson glove. Yes, thank you. Well remembered. Are they saying now that Charles is officially also the king of pop? Well, I think the title has been vacant since Michael Jackson's death, so mm. perhaps they've they've sorted out the the various claims to it and have decided <laughs> in favour of of His Majesty. So yeah, because be... Usher was gunning for for a while, wasn't he? So but... who was so who lost the other glove? Which monarch? <laughs> it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> Probably Ethelred. I mean, <laughs> so that's why he wasn't ready. Um, I mean, it, it's it's quite interesting some of the the sort of the way the the regalia comes together because most of the crown jewels were lost during the civil war they were melted down um when cromwell was in charge because the monarchy was abolished the only bit which survived was the anointing spoon which we didn't see sadly despite it being the most important spoon in the world because no one's allowed to see it right? uh, because the anointing isn't filmed because it's a very private and sacred moment between uh the, the king and god um, in my head though the spoon floats by itself it's like in beauty and the beast it's a little <laughs> animated little real spoon with eyes but the the spoon was saved from the the meltdown under cromwell because uh, a, a a gentleman in london bought it and then restored it to to the king in 1660 when charles ii was was restored to the throne so it's the only pre 1660 bit of, of regalia we have but some of the bits of regalia, and there's one bit in particular, and I wish I could remember which it is, they don't know what it's for, but it's just been part of the stuff for so long <laughs> that it's put out with the rest of the stuff. Um, so, you know, I mean, there were four swords being carried in the procession. There's it's like the keys, orb, there's right? There's about four scepters. It's... Are you like this with keys? Like when you move house enough times, and yeah. you go through old drawers, and you find keys, and you go, I've never had a lock that took a key like that yeah absolutely there's always one sort of standard yale key which doesn't quite fit your front door yeah. and then there's a key which is a different shape and you've no idea what it's, it's someone else's damn key like yeah. they got covers on them and you're like i've never bought a key cover why yeah. do i have this key yeah. so it's like that yeah it, it, it looks like it's someone else's bike lock or something yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess it is like that. But it, you know, if you've if you've got all of this regalia, you may as well put it all out. I mean, it's you know, oh yeah, stick that out in the altar as well. It's, it's and nice. yet it shows the paucity, doesn't it? Really, because we were saying this like off mic. Like the good thing about Catholicism is it goes you know hell for leather. And the good thing I think about like sort of Quaker and those kinds of very humble religions is they go leather for hell. But this is sort of halfway between. It's like we've got a few things. <laughs> 
I, I and in it, just having a few things, it's a bit... But it, it does show you that, you know, we, we think of this as an incredibly ancient, traditional business, which it is because, you know, there are bits of, of this ceremony going back more than a thousand years. But at the same time, it's always being reinvented. So, you know, bits of it were invented for the coronation in 1953. And because we're doing them again 70 years later, at the next coronation, they'll have been done twice before. And, you know, it's it, it, it's a constant sense of, of, of reinvention and... Uh, and re-emphasis of different parts of, of the tradition, which is but, what keeps the monarchy alive, I suppose. Yeah, but none of the objets are new, are they? No, no. When uh, are we going to get some screen new? The screen which was put around him at the anointing is new. But the what? The screen that was put around him at the anointing okay. is, is new. Um, the Queen only had a canopy over her, but then she didn't have cameras which were nearly as intrusive. So Yeah. I just wonder if they will introduce like some NFTs or something, you know. Probably, um, you know, and now the royal crypto bro approaches his majesty and yeah. says, you want to get that on Bitcoin, man. With some yeah. brewskis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. It's the theme tune. Yeah, so everybody's got... Well, I should say there was a whole bunch of choir boy stuff, right? For a long time. There was time. a lot of singing. Uh, Camilla got her crown, which looked like it was placed quite precarious. Oh, she's still wearing it. Okay. Well, she, no, they took it off and now it, it, it's and now back they on put again. It back on. She okay. had to rearrange her hair. Justin... Caught, snagged her fringe, her bangs. Yeah. She you clearly know. wasn't entirely happy with the first placement, but then... Uh, no, she did not enjoy it. She was kind of picking at it for a while. But we saw the spoon. We did we see did. the anointing spoon. That was very exciting. <laughs> the most important spoon in the world. <laughs> um, so there was that. What else have we missed? Um, they went out, they went in, they went out, they went in. The, I, king, the king has now changed crowns, it should be said. He's now wearing the imperial state crown, whereas he was before wearing St. Edward's crown. So is that the one that he wears to the opening of Parliament? Yes. Because he looks much more comfortable in that one. Yes. this. I mean, it, they're both very heavy, um, but uh, that is the one that he will be wearing more often. It's a bit mad hatter, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about crowns is... you. 
you tend to look at them in isolation. You think, well, that's a nice piece of jewellery. And then you see them on someone, you think, that actually makes your head twice as big. But it's that it tapers. It's that it's more narrow at the bottom yeah, than the top. Yeah, that is a bit strange. Like, for me, a good crown shouldn't have fabric. Well, I mean, it's interesting because the... I mean, the fabric part of the crown is a sort of a hangover from the old cap of maintenance that you'd wear underneath your, your crown, which would be a, a, a sort of circlet. Um, and we do have a cap of maintenance which is, is carried in front of the sovereign at the state opening of parliament. Um, but it's a sort of, yeah, the, the modern crown is a sort of combination of two things. It's a sort of the, the, the warm, furry cap and mm. the, the, the circlet put on top. He's sponsored by Getter, it looks like. Yeah, he's wearing uh, their brand Purple and gold. Their brand colours, which is nice. He's got no a one outside the UK is going no. to get that. He's got a different fine. ermine robe on this time from the one he wore in the bug. I um, really the like buggy. this one. The one he wore earlier had smaller, more plentiful spots, whereas they found a couple of little ermines who weren't so spotted for this one. Well, this one looks less mangy. I'll say than the first one, <laughs> but the same bows on. It's interesting. It's interesting. You might think it's the same, but it is not the same. More than a few little ermines. Yeah, the first one looked really mangy. Like I said, what do you think they're talking about? I think they're just you know doing all the prayers and the blessings. Well, we should say for the for the beautiful listeners, he'll um, be asking the the chief rabbi um, if he's going to the Spurs match later. Presumably. Yep. Um kickoff is is very soon. Um he certainly will be. Absolutely ridiculous. They are having Premier League soccer matches in London today. Well done. God only knows where the police are gonna come from to manage that. Or indeed how anyone's gonna get to the games. Right. That I think <laughs> is probably the bigger concern. But more than that, Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur are playing Crystal Palace. It's a London derby. Absolute carnage. Maybe they think some people can walk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the poor people. Outside of Westminster, it's all quite small, surely. Yeah. All right, they're going outside. The rain seems to have stopped. That's nice. We should say the, the chief rabbi to whom he was just talking uh, was given overnight accommodation by the royal family because of his, it is, of course, the Sabbath, and so the, pre, the chief rabbi could only walk to the ceremony. So mm-hmm. rather than walk a long way uh he's only walked from uh buckingham palace or westminster i can't remember which but certainly within walking distance and presumably boris came on his bike uh, well he certainly looked like he, he might have looked done like he did yeah um i was going to say something very unkind about mrs johnson there but i shan't yeah no it's <laughs> still raining um little louis gonna ask to go into the shop Obviously, if you've ever right? taken a kid to any event and there's a gift shop, there is no way you're leaving that building without no. buying, at the very least, a pencil with a fancy razor. At the very that least, that costs like ten dollars. Yeah, and possibly a bookmark. Charles is—we're uh, not listening to any of this, but Charles has been quite gobby with everyone. He's having a little chit chat to everyone. He's been very taciturn, but now that he is the anointed king, um, he's chittering away. To everyone he passes. Well, I suppose despite the fact he's wearing the crown, the the weight is now off his shoulders. Yeah. If that's not too mixed a metaphor. Um, 
You know, he's had his, his his big day and now it's party, party, party all the way. Nobody well, they say he- heavy as the head that wears the crown. I've always thought that's silly, though, because it, it, no, it isn't. <laughs> it weighs exactly the same as any other head. It is the yeah. crown that is heavy. That yeah. is a stupid phrase. Yeah. It's just the amount of thwack it makes when it hits the, the floor. Yeah. The... I think it's... Oh. I mean, not to point out the obvious, but I, I think it's that the head that wears the crown becomes heavy with responsibility. Although I do think some, some of the oaths are interesting because they're not they're They talk about power and leadership and stuff like that. And uh, obviously the uh, Lord King sovereign or whatever has a lot. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I always get it wrong. Um, they don't have the same power and influence that they once yielded. So it's interesting that they've not, I mean, maybe they have updated that. Well, the, the coronation oath is, is written into statute. So it can only be changed by changing the law, um, which Ah. is, which makes it all a bit difficult. But of course, the other thing is that a lot of political power in this country is still wielded through the crown. Yeah, it's um, the gift of the crown. I mean, the you know laws are only made with royal assent. Um, you know that's never refused, but the king formally has to agree to to every law that is passed. Um, the government is theoretically appointed by him. It is his government. He appoints the prime minister. He appoints ministers. Um, none of this is done on his own initiative, I and mean, it's all done at the say so of, of political and largely elected officials. But it's all done in his name. So. You know, it, it's kind of illustrative of the, the the semi-fiction that our constitution exists on. It's worth saying as well to our American listeners who aren't aware of this, but there is no written constitution in the UK. Well, there's no codified constitution. There are various bits of things written sure. down, um, but it's not all collected into one document, no. No, I mean, some of it's found in the safe. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have, you in know, pencil with crossings out. We have bits of Magna Carta. We have the, the Bill of Rights, 1688. Um, we have uh, the Parliament Acts, the Human Rights Act for the moment. Um, you know, the, there are various what we call constitutional documents, I suppose. God, but that's we don't so one. bleak for the moment. But the we don't have, have one document which is headed Constitution of the United Kingdom. What were you saying is bleak? The rain? No, it's it's bleak. Or the Constitution. It's bleak that we have the uh, the Human Rights Act for now, and that that could easily oh, change. Yeah, that's what's this guy saying? Shut up! <laughs> that's what it looked like. It How can saying. he even see? But this is the thing: they wear their helmets so low. These soldiers, maybe they have to be that low because the chin straps are so short. You think they could do something about that, though? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very odd. It's very odd. Um, so, yeah, lots of marching. Um, well. So what it, this gold carriage is is a lot. That, I think, is the, the speaker's state coach, um, which is the oldest coach that they have. Um, no air conditioning, no, no suspension. And look at the way it's bouncing. You can see why they didn't want to use it all the way. There, yeah, it's um, awful, isn't they it? They still haven't eaten in a while. I'm just saying, 
Can't they add some playing springs onto that? Loose. I, I mean, didn't Philip, when he was, you know, playing around with the carriages, and <laughs> he was into that, wasn't he? I think it's suspended by leather straps. Are these the people all really tiny? Yeah. Or is it just depth perception because that, that carriage is a different size? I hope it's depth perception. We just haven't rounded up, you know, all, all the, the small people in. <laughs> those of limited growth. Well, it's really irritating, but the whole Middleton clan family are very pretty today, aren't they? Apart from William. Gorgeous. Um, Yeah, they all look rather lovely. And those children look very, very, very nice. And I quite like them. And he did a good job. I was very impressed. Still getting used to seeing everything with the CR on it as opposed to the ER. The, yeah, that's weird too. The, the royal um, horses kicking off. Cristiano again. Ronaldo's ecstatic. <laughs> has he trademarked that? No. CR7, he has, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, four Charleses from now, there's going to be a oh, massive look legal at battle. Him. Uh, the him in question being little Louie. Yeah, sorry, I should have said. If a plane goes overhead, they're fucked. Prince Louis kind of banging on the windows of the carriage, looking like he wants to get out. Fogging it up. Yeah. He disappeared for part of the ceremony. We don't know mm-hmm. where he went. He was either rummaging under the seats or he just went feral. Like the, uh, oh, um, the, 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 the Australian cartoon character, the whirling... Tasmanian Tasmanian devil. Devil. Yeah, Yeah, he just started running up and down the aisles biting people, I imagine. That's what I think happened. I would love that. I think think they probably gave him some children's Dramamine. Didn't the Queen Mother drink that? (laughs) (laughs) Dramamine and gin, please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the blue horses are back. Um, I guess they're going back to Buckingham Palace. Um, Elliot, do you have any idea if there are further fun and games planned for the rest of the day? Um, there the- is a well. There's a concert tomorrow, I think. But there is a an event this evening. I think for you know invites only, um, which it is notable only in this context. Insofar as Harry won't be there because he's flying straight back to California because it's Archie's Prince Archie's birthday. I believe. Oh. How inconsiderate. Oh. He's uh, he's heading back to try and catch the last of that. Um, but yes, there is some kind of dinner this evening. Is there not going to be a balcony wave? Oh, I think there is a balcony scene, yes, um, because there has been some discussion of who was eligible to be on the balcony and who was not. Um, the decision, I gather, has been that it will be working royals only, so the, the kind of core members of the family. Right, once um, again, no Andrew. Yeah, uh, No Andrew, um, So uh, and no no Beatrice or Eugenie. Um, so it, it, it will be an interesting reminder of of who the kind of new lineup first 11 is. Yeah, the starting lineup. Um, will any planes fly overhead? I believe the Red Arrows are scheduled yes. to make an appearance. Although the cloud is a bit low, but they should be all right. Oh, it could happen again, honey. It could happen again. The noise, the noise. I'm so mad I didn't get to see that like when it first aired because it must have been such a marvel all right we're fast forwarding through we're fast forwarding we've got some royal dramas i bought you a drum kit didn't i love yeah you did maybe one day you'll be on that horse 
for the next coronation? Uh, I doubt very much I will ever be on another horse again in my life, as <laughs> I've previously discussed many times. But, you know, never say never. I have learned. Princess Anne, again, Princess our real Anne. queen. Yeah. Princess Anne, as we discussed earlier today, acting as gold stick in waiting, in charge of the, the king's personal security. Gold stick. She's the princess, the princess with a love of horses. The princess royal. Yeah. Princess royal, indeed. With the hot husband. Can you define princess royal? Uh, the princess royal is the title usually given to the eldest daughter of the sovereign. So the previous one was Princess Mary, wasn't it? Who was Edward VII's daughter and the sister of George V. Think, right. It's a funny mm-hmm. phrase, though. Why Princess Royal? Um, I suppose... Given that they're all royal. Uh, I suppose it's the... I think it's to tell you just which one it is, really. Look, yes. look at that face! Oh, he Prince is Kylo Ren. Louis is surveilling his... What will... <laughs> <laughs> what, what won't one day be his, but in his mind, surely he will have... <laughs> One no, day, it, all of this will be your brother's. He well, he's thinking, I'm going to fuck this all up for my brother. Yeah. Just like my uncle's fucked it up for my dad. <laughs> he does look so much like Andrew. Uh, Better looking, of course. I mean, this is true. The oh, second born has face. fucked it up. Oh, he's done it again. Look he at that has scowl. done it again. Look at these poor people. Have them shut. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's the best. He is. He gives great, great... What is the roundabout outside Buckingham Palace called? Well, the dogs have just seen a couple of horses. They're kicking off. Um, It's like the Albert Memorial, but it's not... You know, what is that? I don't know. What you can hear in the background, undoubtedly, is our pug taking great umbrage. She's just, she's ignored the 5,000 horses that have already been on TV. She's seen one she doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. Well, they're going back to the palace, as you can all probably tell. Um, oh, I, I, I guess these are, this is the garden. The garden part. You never see the gardens of Buckingham Palace. No, they are. They're very big. They're very big. Um does anything go on there, like training or anything? You're poised to step on the remote anchors. They have um, they have a lot of garden parties there and sort of social events um, because it's a useful space when it's dry. Uh, although they've got marquees up and stuff to keep the rain. Or Only the worst on the, the periphery. <laughs> I'm telling you, wherever these things are stored, it is going to smell. Well, the hats. Yeah. The bearskin hats. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a, there are a lot of people in a lot of wet wool today, I think. is Yeah. Although in the, in the 19th century, the, the, the wool that they made soldiers' kilts out of, when it got wet, it actually became very sharp on the pleats, and it used to cut the backs of the legs of Highland soldiers. Ouch. Oh, these are the beef eaters, right? The nope. ones, no, not these. They'll cut back to it in a second, I think. 
Now, apologies if the sound has gone squiffy. The pug decided to kick a whole bunch of equipment, and uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, we're just we're just we're rolling for with it. it for the time being. I hope you all enjoy this kind of the the live-ish cast that we're doing here. Um, we're aware that there could be pauses. That's fine. We're in a rush. Are you in a rush? We're we're making an effort to cut through all the boring parts, but without here we go prior knowledge. Here we go. So those are beef eaters, is what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay. Those, those are beef eaters. That's right. The so of to explain what's happening, um, King Charles and Queen question mark Camilla have now uh, strutted out onto. I guess the rear deck. <laughs> yes, they're onto the patio at uh, Buckingham Palace, and uh, they're now being greeted by uh, serried ranks of soldiers and marines and the like, and the massed bands on the the lawn. And Charles is obviously thinking, "This is going to fuck up my grass, right?" Yeah. But he's also thinking, "All of these soldiers are mine." Yeah. And so I can just have somebody lay some new grass. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. So, yes, he's. I think he's probably having a good day. It's sometimes hard to tell with His Majesty uh, by facial expression alone whether he's enjoying himself. That's what I'm but saying. I think it's easier to tell than it was with his mother. Yes, I mean, you know, the Queen has had a lot of time to practice the complete impassivity of the face. I um, just remember one year on her on one of her birthdays, it was raining, and she just looked. Like, she could not be fucked. Yeah. Like, she was so over it. She had had quite enough. I don't know what they've done with perspective here, but some of these soldiers look like toy soldiers. Yeah, they're they're t- so they look tiny, tiny, right? I don't know if it's, like, the way that it's filmed or... Do you have to be under a certain height to ride the ride? <laughs> like, that guy that holding guy, the sword looks Because there's people tiny. behind him who are twice his height. I mean, guardsmen are often very tall, but uh, I, I don't think that tall. Unless he is, you know, <laughs> perhaps he's an officer on a midget submarine. I don't think you can say that anymore, Alex. It's a term for a boat. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't talked about on the mics, I don't think, it, are the shoes. Right, uh, Charles's yes. shoes. Yes. Yeah, he's come straight from a pantomime performance. Oh, no, he hasn't. Um, Patent <laughs> leather and buckles. He is he is wearing sizable buckled shoes, or rather shoes with sizable buckles, it should be said, um, which, uh, you know, they are part of, uh, part of the traditional court dress. One wears breeches and, and stockings and buckled shoes, but he's wearing them with trousers. With trousers, it doesn't work, does it? So it's, is that the problem? Is that why I think it doesn't... That, I think that's, that's yeah. what's not quite working for him there. Just wear a pair of Oxford brogues and <laughs> be done with it. Um, or whatever he wears with, with military uniform usually, but they, it's an unhappy hybrid, I think, um, given that he's got the sort of the, the purple tunic and the... Now, is it customary for the the bearskins to have these things stuck in them or is this a special thing i've not noticed those 
the, the tufts on the side, yeah. uh, those um, denote which of the five guards regiments you are in. Okay. Um, each regiment has a different coloured hackle, uh, except the Scots guards, I think, which don't have a hackle at all. Um, the other ones all have different uh, coloured ones, so you will be able to tell which of the five regiments they are, okay. they are from the, the colour and placement of the hackle. Now, they've let the proles into the mall. Good Lord, the mall is, the mall is now full of, uh, yeah. of people. Now, if this, if, if this were Trump's inauguration... I was, I was <laughs> just about to say that. That's how you fill a fucking road. Yeah, it sure is. Right? That's how you do it. That is pleb to pleb, as far as the eye can see. And once again, the weather today is not good. It should be stressed. Like, this is... These are people who are enjoying being in a crowd, getting rained on, presumably waiting for hours since the... You mean they're Brits. Early hours of the morning, yeah. <laughs> there is nothing a Brit likes more than to stand and wait for hours yep, in the true. rain. Yeah. They are having the best day of their fucking lives. And you know what? They'll do it all again tomorrow, and all they'll get in return is Lionel Richie. <laughs> Why, so why did maybe he, take that? I, that's quite intriguing to me because loads of people turned it down, right? Yes, just um, about everyone turned down the concert. Tomorrow. And were they able to release who was asked or who was invited? I guess I, not. Probably. I don't think there was any official comment on people that had been invited. Obviously, there were some leaks about people who had supposedly said no. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's difficult with these these concerts, and I, I always found that with the ones that they had for the the Queen's later jubilees. Because by the stage of a jubilee for a ninety year old, you're thinking, well, this is clearly not her taste in music, right? Sure. Um, so who yeah. is who is it for? Is it just music which will entertain the crowd, or is it supposed to be music which is in some way special to the person in whom it's supposedly of honor? Hey, I would not be disappointed in any way by Lionel Richie. I mean, no, but I'm I'm just saying that. The people that choose it are the people that work at the palace, really. And they've got very... They have the same taste in music that footballers had in the 1980s, right? They're not really very with it, right? No, it's, it's not they would book Simply stuff. Red. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Stormzy will have been approached. Although maybe he was. Well, um, he'll bloody do anything, won't he? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't expect there to be a lot of urban grime or stuff like that. No, they clean the streets. <laughs> Except for all the horse poop. Yeah, there's plenty uh, of horse poop. That will be the only urban grime we see this weekend. Yeah. Um, I think Yashirans and that, they all turned it down, didn't they? Adele. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sheeran's just been in court, hasn't he, um, with the, the copyright Yeah, he case. won. He did? Yep, he did? Yeah, he did. He did. So he is not quitting the music business. Um I think the likes of your Elton's, Elton's basically retired now because... Well, he was obviously he, He's not essentially gonna... dead at this point, isn't he? No, he was obviously not going to do it because he was very good friends with Diana. With Diana. Um, there aren't many left. I mean, a queen doing it? What? What are you talking about? Like Brian May's queen. Yeah, um, I don't Because they did the Jubilee. They did. I remember Brian and May standing on the roof. and. Uh... But maybe because they're not called king, it would be inappropriate. I kept thinking that you've been joking about this just because of the name queen. Are you saying he's still 
touring? Like, yeah, how many of them are still alive? All of them, apart from Freddie. So you got who's... Adam Lambert. Oh, right. They've been through a few leads, haven't they? Because they yeah. had... Oh. Well, George Michael toured no. with them, I think. Sure. At the tribute concert, lots of people sang. But they, they've been touring. I, I believe yeah. there might be an album on the way. There, they, they, uh, there is new music. and yeah. They should get that guy who it's did awful. Eurovision last year. He's they should. A great singer. Yeah. And, and he should have won Eurovision. So no, no, I'm not kidding about that. Um, but I think the sort of people that end up with at the concert will be, you know, I know people from musicals and so you know the people that you can Probably. always rely. Michael Ball will do anything. Yeah. Um, um, although I think Michael Ball turned it down. <laughs> uh, maybe Alfie Bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, take that. I believe are doing it without Robbie Williams. Are you kidding? He is the biggest whore. In I the know, world, I know he'll he'll play the opening of the World Cup <laughs> in Qatar. Yeah, take some of that Qatari money. Qatar, sorry, yeah, forgive me. But but I guess right. we don't have that kind of money, right? We're going we've to been the vamping now. We've been yes. vamping. They've moved from the garden um, up, presumably a few flights of stairs. Um, they're at the front-facing balcony of the palace. The people have been allowed all the way to the perimeter. That is such a, that promotional photo of the king is so partridge, it's not even true. Did you see it? Yeah. It's very partridge. He's got the single glove, it's good. Uh, So Elliot and I were just saying that that particular color combination on uh, His Majesty King Charles III combined with the big gold necklaces, it's giving Flav a Flav. It, it really is sort of like, you, you know, like you, you're commissioning an advert and you need somebody to be obviously a king. Uh, <laughs> and so somebody's put on a slightly cheap costume. I mean, I would argue that it is more the King of Burger. <laughs> <laughs> there is the an king of England. Of that. It, it's, I think it's mainly the color of his his purple tunic. Yeah, that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not. It's sort of this. And I know what you're saying, Michelle. The, like the medallions are very what time it is, right? It's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's good. Um, Will's looks like he's come from academia. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so William wearing his garter robes. Um. So that's the next generation, right? These are the ones who are going to be in the sex and drug scandals probably for the next 40 or so years. I suppose so, yes. Quite fun, isn't it? Yeah. God willing. It's a bit like 3T. Do you remember 3T? It was the the Jackson um, follow-up band that I think Tito tried to put together Uh. with like the nephews and kids of the Jackson brothers. (laughs) Not, I don't think Janet did. Janet ever have children? I believe she had one when she was fifty. Have you seen a picture of Janet Jackson recently? Because she's going back out on the road. She's looking good. I was not aware. She's in good shape. Camilla's um, kind of pointing at something. Louis looks miserable. Well, Camilla's pointing to the tree she used to have to hide behind. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd be on here. Wonderful. 
Well, it's a very rainy, miserable day in London, I've got to say. They fucked this up. <laughs> Princess Leia waving oh, to the crowd. She is so gorgeous. Louis is, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh -oh. here they come. Look at a flyover now. Uh-oh, it's a so helicopter. the helicopters have appeared. Bring out the ear protectors. He's going to have none of it. Either that or one of them saying, oh, you organized a fly past. I didn't organize a fly past. Wait, those aren't <laughs> our helicopters. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Andrew's like, oh, I, I, I could fly one of those if you want me to be involved. <laughs> Although last time he did that, it did stop his... Uh, he gave him an overdose of adrenaline and he couldn't sweat for many years afterwards. So. <laughs> oh, here we go. Louis is kicking off. I'm just admiring the the, the jewels in uh, in the king's crown, literally. Um, <laughs> Who are those little punks behind the king there leaning out? Leaning kind of, out. They're like, probably Aquarius. Do they not realise that they're behind the king and they're on camera? Yes, they're no photobombing his majesty. Yeah. Well, there they've made them all squished together. All right, so we're still looking at these this helicopters. Is the worst remake of Apocalypse Now I have ever seen. Already, I think... Uh, it all closes Louis saying, the horror, the horror. I think Kate is preempting Louie there, but she was not telling him off. But you can't really tell with mothers, of course, because she could be smiling and saying something horrible. Look, They've said, don't yeah. put your hands anywhere near your ears, you little shit. And he's going, I love the smell of olive oil in the morning. <laughs> yes, I suppose both the king and queen will be quite fragrant by now, having been smeared with scented oil. Yeah, they've been well and truly basted. Yeah. If it was a hot day. Gosh, what a shame. Um, Edward's daughter looks exactly like him. I have to say, if this was China, were China, there would be rather more aviary, aviation things in the sky. Like a few Chinooks does not. Yeah, it's an impressive military force, mate. We can spare at the moment. Well, yeah. Again, you can't have austerity. You can't and... scale back. Don't do it. You can't just have a few helicopters. It's meaningless. I can't imagine that that black wool coat is. There's there's a guy behind Camilla with curly hair who keeps like sticking his face out. And it's, oh, no, here they come. Yeah. All right, well, here's some other... The Red Arrows, I believe, which yes. is um, the formation flying team. Though somewhat masked by low cloud. Yeah. I mean, I'm imagining that's red, white, and blue smoke coming out from behind them, but it all looks grey. Oh, no, oh, no, here we go. Oh, no, here we are. Okay. Yeah, we've got red, white, and blue, and absolutely nothing for Northern Ireland. <laughs> or Wales. No, well, um, ooh, you might be right. I mean, I think they're covered by the red, aren't they? No, I thought Wales was yellow. Well, Wales doesn't get represented on the Union flag because it's not technically it's a legally yeah. a separate country, or at least it wasn't when the Union flag was designed. Because Wales was... Now, do you see the noose nod? I do, yes. In, in his robe there, it's very odd. 
Well, everyone, we're wittering, but it's fine because you still haven't done the washing up. Um, you need to unload the dishwasher. We'll just keep you company while you do I mean, that. this the thing is, this is the best part because these, did you see the guy with the curly hair that time? I missed him. He will not give it up. Who are these geezers on the far right? Uh, that's, that's the Tory part. Of that it. is the Duke of Kent and the Duke of Gloucester. Wow, well <laughs> spotted. Uh, the Duke of Kent is now 87, I think. And the Duke of Gloucester's in his late 70s. They're both the sons of... They're grandsons of George V. So wow. they're uh, the nephews of the late king. So right. the same, the sort of cousins of the queen. Okay. Then they are too old to <laughs> to be out for this. Is there currently a Duke of Wellington? Yes, there is. Yeah, but he's uh, a member of the House of Lords, indeed. Um, he doesn't still get to live at one London. I think he still has a flat at Apsley House. Yes, um, and he was he had some part in the. The coronation ceremony, but I can't remember what it was, but he was certainly carrying something or... I mean, that is genuinely an address, isn't it? Um, it by by um, It certainly was when the house was built, yes. It was number one London. Number one London. Um, Incredible. But then, it, I mean, it won't be familiar to American listeners, but there was a TV presenter in this country called Richard Whiteley, uh, much beloved of afternoon quiz show audiences, he was very proud of the fact that he once had a letter delivered to him which was addressed to Dick England. Wow. Um, was now, it intended for him? It was indeed. Now, Because I, I think Poodle might have sent that. I personally wouldn't have <laughs> been... I wouldn't have taken it as a great compliment that a, a message simply addressed to <laughs> Dick England reached me. That, that somebody at the good. post office looked at and thought, oh, it must be Richard Whiteley. But, but no one called indeed. him Dick. What he did in his private life was his own affair. He did used to refer to himself as twice nightly whitely. Well, um, good. I have a funny feeling the, that um, yeah, they've I put think... a crown on events, as it were. We have reached the promised end. All there is left to do now is to show the great unwashed, although they have been somewhat washed yeah. by the rains. And to break out the... Looney cake, which I have ordered special for this occasion, the Victoria sponge. Wonderful. Well, so I want to thank um, my husband for organizing all the ands and doing the engineering work and putting up with how stressed and angry I was this morning irrationally. I want to um, thank my wife for arranging our beautiful spread and getting all this together and having the damn idea in the first place and being a delightful and charming co-host. And we both want to thank Elliot Wilson, without whom this entire recap would have consisted of... A couple of pricks talking shit. Yep, that's right. <laughs> better, better to make it three. <laughs> <laughs> Delight to be here. Well, in the immortal words, thank you ever so much for listening. We'll see you soon. And... God, God save, save the king! The king.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.